Hello and welcome to the 34th episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. My name is Jan Gustafsson. Apologies for my not perfect sound quality. It's a long, very sad story of traveling and being lazy. But I am in sunny Sitges next to Barcelona, a beautiful hotel overlooking a golf course. So this is like Peter Heine porn. Peter Heine, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. My my fingers stopped freezing. I mean, uh, the day basically started with that we have, uh, well, for Danish standard, a, a snowstorm here in, in Lithuania with a, a bunch of snow. And I had to get my my oldest kid to, to school. And uh, well, when we came to the car, it was just completely full with uh, snow all over. So I took the one you took to, to scrape the windows to try and remove the, the snow. But after like... Six seven minutes, uh, you know, standing basically with a spoon trying to remove snow. Some some kind guy looked at looked at me and came with a shovel, and that kind of helped a bit. So uh, it was possible to remove the the snow there, but uh, I was a scary experience also driving in in this kind of uh, weather. But um, well, we we managed. He's in school, and I'm back. And uh, well, to talk of more positive things, I was the last week in in, in Denmark, which was uh, generally great, uh, meeting a, a lot of people, but also. I mean, very positive things. You know, you go to do a, a, a lecture on, on chess and Carlson and, and whatever, and there's a, a maybe 60, 70 adults showing up, buying a, a you know, free-course dinner, listening, and then the next day you go to a chess, a, a, a chess in schools, and there's a couple of hundred kids. You get to talk about chess, you play a simul, and it's extremely enjoyable to be with, um, you know, kids interested in, in chess. It's basically, well, very positive, the reverse of my Twitter career, right? People, um, you know enjoying your company and such. So basically, it's been been great. And, um, well, to end with some politics, as always, um, the reason I had to, to handle my kid on my own in the, in the snow in the morning is my wife is in Paris. It's the 100 years of uh, Lithuania-French uh, connections. So, you know, we are celebrating that. And, uh, well, I would really like to invite Laurent to come to the Lithuanian embassy tonight. And there will be, you know, well, I won't be there, but there will be a Nielsen praising... Uh, how great France is, there will probably be free baguettes and stuff like that. So you're very much invited. Um, and, um, well, tomorrow there is some some donor conference, but that's uh, that's politics. So all in all, good, but uh, it's good to have my fingers back in, in shape. All right. That was the Chicken Chess Club, episode 34. <laughs> See you next week. Laurent Fressinet. Thank you for the invitation, Peter. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit short notice because you just told me uh, five minutes before the show started. Uh, but you didn't know um, much in advance, or you didn't want to tell me. I don't know. Compared to our listeners, they will get it two days late. So I think you you actually have you have yeah. a chance. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't actually. I can't make it tonight. Maybe tomorrow. Actually, I have a bit of of time. Uh, that, that, that could be fun. Uh, I had also a masterclass this weekend, but I'm much less uh, success. I went to a club, to a chess club. But there were no like 60, 70 people. It was like more 15, 20. <laughs> so I'm much less successful than you, apparently. Um, yeah, uh, while it's going, uh, I'm still a bit sick, but uh, much better now. My, one of my daughters is uh, clearly, she got my flu. So that's not very good. Yeah, the winter is going on. Add some, we had some commentaries. We had some fun, Jan. It was, a, it was very nice to, to comment with you. And uh, with the highlight of uh, this fantastic match, we'll 
talk about it um, later, I guess, Nihal against, uh, against Giri, where, where Chess won. And uh, we had a great guest. Uh, we had Magnus as a guest, and that was, uh, that was the highlight of my, of my week, I would say. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. I don't think I've had that much fun doing commentary for a while and it was uh, the the rare beast where it's both fun and also we learned something or i did at least because magnus dropped i mean so we did i mean i i was i mean I, i don't know if it would be rude with magnus but i mean spending like three four hours with magnus i never learned uh, that much uh, than uh, during this uh, <laughs> this commentary session when he was giving a lot of a uh, lot of advices a lot of uh, you know uh, Uh, chess, uh, I mean, chess, dropping a lot of chess knowledge, even showing some prep of uh, Peter at times. Uh, that was, that was clearly amazing. And even practical stuff in Blitz. Well, the, the, the whole thing, uh, was, um, as you said, both enjoyable on, uh, for the fun because it was a great match and also uh, for the learning experience. Yeah. We'll get to the match more when we cover the chess week. In great detail for you, France also won as expected Ooh. for you ah. against England. So the week kind of been that bad. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. Yeah, that was a second highlight, but I did expect it. So we had some nice celebration uh, as well. But you do agree that you were lucky in the match, right? It's not luck. You defend and then you... It's typical. Uh, this guy, uh, Deschamps, who is a coach, you always play like that, yeah? So he's very defensive. And then, um, well, uh, yeah, we have these guys who can score at any moment, actually. These uh, strikers, Giroud, Mbappé, they can score any any minute. But yeah, uh, England had a very good team and JJ, uh, as they say. Yeah, what can we do? We won. Yeah, congratulations. I'll be rooting <laughs> against you in the semifinals. And unfortunately... I'm afraid in the finals as well. Now Morocco has a chance, I hope. I mean, it's going to be a very defensive match. Let's see. Look at Laurent's face, how much of a chance he thinks. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. going to be great. No, the final, I mean, the, the final, I mean, to be, to be fair, I hope it will be France against Argentina and then I will be very relaxed because I love, I love this game, Messi. So either way, I mean, if Messi wins the World Cup, it's fine. I'm fine with it. Wow. If France wins, I'm also fine with it. So... That would be a win-win situation. So that's my, that's my hope. Okay. I hope all your dreams come true. Someone <laughs> whose dreams did not come true last night is our dear friend, Lawrence Trent. He had a chess boxing fight against Aman Hamilton from the chess brass. And Lawrence got knocked down. I was watching almost live. Um, And yeah, it was, it was tough to see. Did you guys watch, watch the fight? I did watch the, the replay uh, that morning when you mentioned it because I saw my, uh, my Twitter, uh, Twitter timeline. Uh, I mean, just uh, talking a lot about it. Uh, well, I was surprised by the, the, the format. I mean, like, so this is chess. Uh, you play two minutes of chess. It's five minutes games. So it's very, very fast without increment. So I'm sure on that side, you, 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 you must have been very happy to see that, Jan. Are you going to complain? It should be three plus two, so you can't be flagged. Ah, it's five minutes, so two minutes, and then you, you have a, a round of chess for, for two minutes, and then a round of uh, boxing for two minutes. 
And it's true that uh, Lawrence uh, was for. I mean, nothing much happened in the chess part, but yeah, on, on the on the boxing part, it was much more. Um, uh, uh, it was difficult for for Lawrence. Uh, let's face it. Uh, and then at the end, it was a technical knockout, which I I don't know. I'm not an expert to to comment on that, but uh, I saw that Lawrence complained right after the match. And then he said on Twitter that the, the ref was right. So um, I don't know, but it's it's fun, of course, to to watch uh, chess players uh, uh, fighting each other in this uh, chess boxing. Uh, did you watch the other one? What, what, what did you think about the? Or do you know something about box? Yeah, of course. But uh, let's. Uh, I'm a big boxing expert. So first of all, shout out to Aman. He came prepared. Yeah. Like he landed some punches. I don't think it's easy to land like that. He looked incredibly focused, and that was impressive stuff. As for the knockout, you could see that Lawrence's legs were like drifting backwards, and I think then the arbiter is supposed to end it because if your legs don't seem to follow your body anymore, the risk of injury is too high. So I think he did uh-huh. the the right. You actually know something about this thing. Yeah, or I read Twitter replies an hour ago. Okay. Like, well, either could be true. Um, but yeah, it was an impressive performance by by Aman. It's easy to to criticize Lawrence because yeah, he's been boxing, training boxing, as far as I know, for quite some years now. Um, but yeah, it must be very difficult, also with all the pressure under under the limelight. And he talks so much trash always before. I'm not always sure he does himself a favor by putting all that pressure on himself. <laughs> That's how he is. That's the problem with Ross because he's doing great stuff. I mean, I would never do that. And it's clear that he has been training, uh, doing a lot of, uh, putting a lot of effort in it. But he's bragging so much uh, that, uh, yeah. Um, that's, that's that's a pity. Without the bagging, uh, it would be uh, much better, of course, and would look uh, and the, the world picture would look uh, much better. But yeah, that's how it is. It's the story of Lawrence. He gets knocked down, but he gets up again, and I'm sure yeah. we'll see him do more exciting things in the future. Not become a chess grandmaster, but like exciting stuff. But the other match, Andrea Botes. Against Dina Belenkaya. Um, I was very impressed with Andreas Botis's boxing. She, the posture, the aggression, the the conditioning. Oof. And she got robbed. It felt like she got robbed. In the final round of boxing, the arbiter started counting down Dina three times because yeah, Dina was <coughs> was shaky and that bought her so much time that she made it through the round. So it felt unfair watching it. On the other hand, of course, Dina is the much better chess player. She actually missed a mate in one in the blitz portion earlier. So she wouldn't have had to go through that third round already. And then she did it smartly. Like it was, it's not her fault. It's the arbiter's fault for buying her all that time. And yeah, she made it through. One on the chessboard. Impressive stuff. But yeah, Andrea Botis, I, I wouldn't want to fight her. That world looked very, very impressive. 
Yeah, and yeah, actually she had a first mate, or I mean, she met mate in one. She had a mate in one. It was it was like mate in three after that, but uh, like that, they reached the yeah. final boxing round. Well, if you give the mate in one. Yeah, exactly. So that was a big, uh, she, she played, I mean, she had a strategy to play incredibly fast in the Blitz game. And she's, as you said, a much better uh, player. She, she was playing fast and uh, she was basically uh, as dominant as... Uh, Uh, in chess as Andrea was in, in boxing so yeah. yeah that feels a bit uh, uneven match but uh, while that was interesting and clearly um, well I, I don't know anything about boxing if it's normal to but yeah it's clear that from uh, uh, let's say um, a feeling of someone who doesn't know anything at boxing yeah, it feels very unfair because when you are counting Uh, three times you lose like 30 seconds you and it was clear that for the night was uh, very good news actually but uh, yeah that's a very decision so I don't know how it yeah works. it didn't feel right but I'm also not too too versed in the in the rules it, it felt wrong in the, in the moment yeah but what can you do it was it was a good show say what you will about yeah. boxing or chess or chess boxing but credit to everybody who partakes yeah. in that I'm sure it's for um, they have their own agendas, but still, you gotta put yourself out there, and you gotta actually do it. So I was, I was yeah, impressed, yeah. and I enjoyed. Yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, congrats to everyone. Yeah, that was. Uh, no, it's always fun. I think so. It's a bit. I mean, the format. I think it's a bit too fast. But okay, I watched some checks boxing when it was uh, less, uh, more, more boxing, more chess. So a bit more interesting, but. Yeah, they are, they are basically, I think, all of them, maybe maybe not Andrea, but all of them, they just uh, started uh, the boxing part a few months ago, so... No, Lawrence has been training boxing for some years. Ah, from some years, yeah? Okay. I think so. Okay. Anyway, Peter, what we want to know. Sotowski, Nielsen, chess boxing match. <laughs> Who says no? Where do we host it? When does it happen? I'm ready. I mean, I would... Ideally prefer a debate, but, uh, well, I mean, we can also box, that's fine. I think I even challenged Nigel at some point as well. But, um, I mean, well, yeah, well, you're not uh, debating if chess boxing makes any kind of sense at all. Because for me, I, it's difficult for me to see the, the, the connection. I mean, for instance, in other mixed sports, like let's say biathlon, you go skiing and you go shooting. I mean, that actually has some practical relevance if you want to go winter hunting for bears or something like that. I mean, when, or kickboxing. When, you box and then you kick. Well, that is, again, that is two fights you put together. What, what connects chess and boxing? I mean, that is a bit difficult for me to see, I have to admit. But it's the same discrepancy as uh, biathlon, where you're doing something very, very physically challenging, and then you have to bring your heart rate down and you have to focus on mental activity and precision. I st still think biathlon is somewhat closer connected. It also comes from, let's say, winter wars and stuff like this. I mean, these actually have some practical relevance. It's very rare you find yourself in a situation where you have to play chess and then to beat the, the crap out of the guy other, afterwards. At least that's my experience. Uh, I don't know. You were less of a bully at kids' chess tournaments um, than I was. Yeah, that could be. So, no, I mean... I probably belong in the, the the very small minority who probably thinks that, well, you know, it's a bit sad that uh, chess has to be marketed in a way because it feels a bit uh, demeaning and, you know, it's nothing to do with chess. It's more trying to create some kind of uh, context. I mean, uh, I remember at some point the only stories in the Danish newspapers would be like 
French grandmaster on the national team, you know, being drunk or not showing up, or the French team cheating at the Olympiad. I mean, these things will get into the news, but nothing about chess. Just to be clear, those were two different that events. Was like, that like was the, too the one was, <laughs> first was 2008, the second was you, You're right. Yeah. But not the I same mean, these things they would cover in the Danish media, but nothing about chess. And No, I mean, that's I, I actually acknowledge that uh, a lot of people find this very interesting, and that's great. It just doesn't really interest me. I like chess. To some extent, I like I mean, boxing. I don't think it's... In- I mean, you know, on my end, I don't think it's interesting. I just think it's fun. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I understand it's entertaining. And I mean, I was also. I was rooting for the uh, uh, Lawrence Trent. No doubt about that. I was a bit sad when I woke up in the morning. But then, you know, well, you know, you start trying to clean your car. There's other things in life. But um, <sighs> I mean, also, well, my hunch is that some segments of chess care about it. I mean, you haven't seen Sutovsky tweeting that this was a great fight, right? I mean. I think sort of this classical chess players cares less. Hang on, are you are you on the same team? I think yeah, I think and the chess boxing haters. I, I team? think so. Finally, I think so here I, I side with Sotovsky and the Fede guys. They just seem to be ignoring it, right? I mean, uh, but you would still yeah. chess boxer. Oh. <sighs> yeah, that I actually. That's a, that's <laughs> no, I, mean, I think uh, uh, Sotovsky was the last uh, ACP at some point organized a tournament where you could uh, add on your game. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, so he was he's incredibly classical on such uh, such topics. That's why he doesn't want this, what Magnus more or less uh, suggests is his rapid games for the World Championship uh, classical uh, match. I think it's very, it's very, it's very old-fashioned. No, but that's a very different debate. Even more than But me. we can enjoy a little chess boxing without, like... Um, giving up classical chess now has nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Yeah, what's course, the worst thing uh, that could happen? That more people start playing chess? Yeah. I, mean, I don't see the danger. No, I, I agree with that. It's not like it's stealing the headlines that would otherwise go to chess tournaments. Like, so I agree that it's not like a hundred percent match of the audiences. So you're actually getting chess to quite a lot of people. No, it's it's great. I, I just can't be excited about it. I mean, I haven't seen the game. I mean, if uh, Lawrence by accident refuted the Berlin, le- please let me know. But uh, I, I doubt it. So it's, um, yeah. <laughs> he got slightly worse in the London. Ah, you system. actually saw the game. Respect. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, yeah. Uh, Seems like common chess boxing strategy. The weaker player plays the London system because then <laughs> yeah. you're supposed yeah. to no, the no. last for a long time. Exactly. No, no. It makes Someone was saying that... Uh, in the other match, uh, well, they were using the strategy of just trying to run away that I was uh, trying to describe as an option in, uh, in in one of the episodes here. But I haven't seen the match. I just saw the, the tweet. Yeah. So No, but also we have to respect that uh, maybe it's the most watched uh, live uh, game, uh, sort of most people watching a chess game live in history. I don't know if that's true, but it could be actually, right? I mean... Probably not, but uh, even if it is... Yeah, I mean... What's not No, like? that is impressive. One have to, you know, respect that it actually worked. So, I mean... Uh, I, will, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if Dina's strategy before the match was to, was to run away. I don't think so, <laughs> no. but she was getting punched <laughs> yeah, all the time. So, I mean, at some point, you, are, you got to do something yeah, exactly. uh, about it. So, I don't know what... Also, I don't the, think you can have a strategy if you're not used to, to boxing and then someone starts punching you. I, don't, I think your instincts just take over. No, it's not like... I think I think a coach might have. I she had a coach, so I. Uh, I mean, a coach, I guess, is. Uh, okay, coach is nice, but he doesn't prepare you for that. So. No, but also, I mean, really? I assume they don't have any idea of the opponent's level, right? I mean, no, come on, she, she knew, she knew that Botes was better. Yeah, but better, but to what extent? I mean, that's. Uh, yeah, but then you start to get scared. I mean, okay. uh, I mean. Um, 
I think it's also just the time, the time you need to prepare. No, from what I heard, that fight was very last minute, and she only had a month. It's it's not that long to become good at boxing. Yeah, no, for sure. No, but I mean, cool anyway, also. she won and she put herself out there. So credit to her, credit to everybody. Yeah, I enjoyed the show. I also enjoyed the show that Laurent mentioned earlier on the Speed Chess Championship. We covered the epic match of Giri versus Nihal. I lost 10 French dollars to Laurent, which I still haven't paid, but I'm sure I will be reminded. And you will certainly, certainly get them. That was fun. Um, Nihal finally won against Anish after he was up huge in the 3-1 portion. So it's a speed chess championship where they play, what is it, an hour and a half of 5 plus 1, then an hour of 3 plus 1, then 30 minutes of bullet, then all the points get added up. It's great format. You get increment and everything. And yeah, Anish was behind big time. Then he won four games in a row in the bullet. Yeah, Things look good for my bet. But then Nihal came back, forced an Armageddon, and won in the end. It was all very dramatic. And yeah, it was normally, since I'm obviously self-loathing, I don't advertise broadcasts and stuff we do. But that was really so much fun and getting so much knowledge out of Magnus uh, in four hours. I would really advise everybody to go check it out. Yeah, and uh, it's actually was that bad because after the three plus one section, uh, section as you said, uh, Nihal was plus, uh, was plus three and he was so dominant in the time scramble that Magnus said uh, Anish had ten percent ten percent chances of coming back. So I gave you, I gave you ten to one. And you could take, at some point you were, I mean, like Anish was plus one and uh, you could take my hundred French dollars. But uh, that would yeah, have been the high. nicest French dollars. Uh, yeah, I would yeah have that would gotten. have been uh, really uh, a pity. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, and th- that was very close, of course. This match is, um, this match is gets, uh, of course, exciting when you get to, to, so it's one plus one, and you have some uh, great fight, and it's very close. And some one of the guys doing well at some points, and it's bit collapsing. The other one is coming back. So all was there, and we didn't expect it at all. I mean, because we thought uh, Anish could be the favorite in, in the blitz, uh, in the thrower in the time controls, but in a bullet. I mean, everyone is saying that uh, Nihal is uh, incredibly good. Then on the next round, we didn't comment on that, but he beat uh, he beat Ding as well, which is crushed quite him. impressive. Yeah, he crushed him seventeen uh, nine, I think. So amazing by uh, by Nihal. Yeah, someone else who's pretty good at this is Magnus himself, yeah. who also dominated his match against Gukesh. He won like twenty one to seven, and it looked like he started caring less. In the end, it could even have been been bigger. Yeah, he himself yeah, yeah, wasn't that yeah. impressed with his play, but he's so dominant again. Peter, is that is that because of all the extra training you guys are putting in? Yeah, I, I think that uh, he's been completely been ignoring me recently, and he seems to be paying off. So I mean, uh, yeah, that, that works. Uh, <laughs> There's a bit of a pattern there. Yeah, no? yeah. Whenever you're not in touch, like he starts, <laughs> he, he starts crushing. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good for me to be updated on this. I, I saw the results somewhere that he's played this, but I. I actually have uh, neither followed his match nor your excellent uh, coverage. Uh, not out of just, uh, you know... You saw the games? No, I haven't, actually. 
That's Magnus Carlsen's head coach, Peter Hannemusen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, thanks. But, but he showed he, he, he showed so so many of your ideas. I can imagine. That was, that that was amazing. Makes me, makes me. That was amazing. No, actually, I mean, he played normal uh, normal openings. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And nine one, I was I was shocked by the, the nine one on in five plus one. Uh, that started with a bank. I mean, like nine one in five plus one is clearly against the one of the leaders uh, of the new generation. I mean, and then he lost. I mean, he, he, he lost few games, one on connection. I mean, like that was just that could have been even bigger as a score. I mean, that's so it's twenty-one-seven, and it could be like easily we could easily imagine twenty-five-four uh, if Magnus would take it a bit more seriously at the end. So that was oh, but amazing. I will have a look. It seems also I have two in order to you know pluck the holes that seems to have been appearing, and but. Uh, It's good. He, I mean, he seems to be enjoying this event and uh, seems to be able to to crush people. I mean, I actually expected Sarin to to beat Girin uh, with a higher score, but uh, quite impressive by Girin hanging in there because uh, Sarin is really an expert here. But it's, um, I agree, it's a cool event, uh, a bit like checks boxing. It's not my kind of event, but I actually like it a lot in a way. So I'm, I'm sort of changing my perspective on this one, and it seems to be very exciting. And I don't know, is it? Uh, Moving forward to a Magnus Hikaru final, but Magnus is playing Caruana next, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if this has been brought up on this podcast. Caruana is often not considered a blitz expert, but he actually did beat Nakamura in a blitz match once. So I thought you guys should know that. Yeah, thank, thanks, Jan. It's, uh, you, you want some some odds? Which odds do you want? Uh, you can get back your 10 first. No, no, I'm not taking 10 No, Caruana uh, against uh, Magnus. I'm, I mean, no, Magnus is a heavy favorite, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. It's always a pleasure to see Fabi play, even if it's not his. These two all yeah, always so have uh, fun matches, but maybe this format is yeah. as good as it gets for Magnus, right? So let's. So it will be Sarin Nakamura in one of the semifinals, and uh, ma- most likely uh, Magnus will win against uh, Caruana, against the winner of uh, MVL against So, which is, uh, in my opinion, a very, very close match. This. Hard to say with a favorite. Despite all we talk about Saren, we think Nakamura is uh, too big uh, a mouthful for him. I think so. Nakamura is a favorite. Nihal keeps improving at uh, at everything, I think, quickly, especially in faster time controls. But of course, Nakamura is the favorite. And let's face it, like, no disrespect to my boy Nihal, but a Carlson Nakamura final is, is the one we want to see. Yeah. You're not discounting a billion Indian fans here. You're not sure we're getting the, the demographics wrong by now. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm also not sure if the Indian fans, if they're all all on Team Nihal. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what, what it looks like there. No, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm rooting for, no, for no, Nihal. No. I think for the chess attention. <laughs> Like Carlson Nakamura yeah. is as big as it gets, no? I that's what I would think, and that would also be my instincts. I'm just, uh, I just don't uh, grasp the Indian chess boom well enough to sort of be able to say it with certainty anymore. But uh, I mean, I would make the same, ed- you know, educated guess as you. I'm just, uh, you know, well, you know, you know me. I was trying to be devil's advocate. A contrarian. Like- you just hate it on the chess boxing and the attention. Yeah. Now you're very worried. Yeah, yeah. We're losing out numbers there. Fair enough. Um, Anyway, let's get to a topic that's very close to Peter's heart. And I don't mean <laughs> Manscaped. Um, ah. there, there is a Chess Federation of Russia presidential election, Peter. Yeah. Fill us in on everything. Um, Kayakin had a Telegram post where he called 
the players that signed the letters and that also still play in the West. I'm paraphrasing it from what I read. Traders. Okay. So the players like yeah, Grishuk um, did not take that lightly. Grishuk said Kayakin is dead to him as a person since that post. I think many people have felt that way even before. I actually haven't uh, seen that thing. So, I mean, apparently you follow Kayakin's um, uh, Telegram more than me. So that uh, that is embarrassing. I do not follow any Kayakin channels, but I read uh-huh. what Rishuk had okay. to say on Reddit Chess. Okay, okay, that I actually haven't haven't seen. But you are right that uh, there is an ongoing fight about uh, who gets to be president of the Russian Ch- uh, Chess Federation. Elections is in... Uh, Maybe like one week from now, uh, I think they're going to have, on okay. the 19th, that's going to be the, the elections. So it's Filatov versus Kayakin for the presidency, right? It's Filatov versus uh, Kayakin. And, uh, well, people like me were speculating that, well, it's mainly, it's a fake elections in terms of that, of course, Filatov is going to win, Kayakin is going to get some post, and then you can say that, you know, we have a de- uh, democratic process uh, and so on and so forth. You have seen that in... Uh, many Russian sports elections, if not in real elections as well. But uh, this one actually seems for real. I mean, if you go back a couple of weeks, somebody, uh, well, speculated that his team Kayakin was spreading quite some dirt about the Russian Chess Federation in the in in one of the Russian papers. Um, well, you know, something that, uh, how much ne- money Nepomnachi was getting, all kind of, uh, you know, some kind of this, uh, you know, some kind of company doing... Uh, I mean, things of uh, internet coverage quite expensively for feeding. There was quite some 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 wild rumors there, and now you can see that. Uh, well, then Kayakin was suggested by the Chechen Chess Federation as a presidential candidate. He was appearing with uh, Lavrov, who is the foreign minister of Russia, in some PR post, and now you can see that Filatov has started to hit back. He's uh, presented his team. It includes, uh, I think, Shukov and Gureyev, uh, both sanctioned. The Gureyev is this, uh, well, very rich oligarch with the, the big mansion in, in London. Uh, Shukov, uh, I actually forgot who, who he is, but uh, has quite some connection in Kremlin and so on and so forth. And uh, But Peter, those are both pro-Putin Russians yeah. running for the Russian presidency. Yeah. It's not a surprise. There are these connections. No. Um, why should why should we care so much about it? Like we're not really rooting for either side, no? Like No. Well, I also don't know who to root for. It's more interesting what's happening. As you point out, there seems to be quite a struggle between uh fractions in uh within Russia at the moment. I mean Kayakin and Filatov has always been very close. You only have to go back two years. There was this probably the online Olympiad. Uh, uh, I forgot, or maybe some kind of, uh, well, maybe six con- six uh, teams competing, and Russia was fielding a very strong team uh, online, and they took uh, Filatov took out Kayaka instead of Dubov, despite Dubov being seventy points higher rated, Dubov being the recent uh, rapid world champion. I mean, Dubov and Kayak, sorry, Kayakin and Filatov has always been allies and being part of the the pro Kremlin thing. That they start fighting internally is rather interesting. So is it that, I mean, that Lavrov seems to be, at least to some extent, uh, supporting uh, Kayakin? Well, you also... I think you are, you are just... I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah. but this Dubov-Kayakin, like you say that it's a support to Kayakin, I don't know, as a coach, at that time, uh, it would feel to me... Of course, Daniel is a very, very strong rapid player. He won the, the World Rapid, but 
I don't think he was a better rapid player at that time than Kayakin. I mean, I, I mean, there is a debate on that. I mean, it's not, it's not completely. It's not like I put. Let's say if someone would put uh, Peter Heinen instead instead of Laurent Fossinet, then it would be a shame. Uh, but uh, I mean, like Kayakin. No, but I mean, okay, Kayakin. Why Kayakin is not a better rapid player than Dubov? Even now, I, I, I someone, some, someone made this point to me at the time. And then uh, a yeah. few months later, uh, Dubov beat Kayakin 4-0 in a match, and I enjoyed that tremendously. But uh, I, I get your point. Uh, also, the, the someone that might the point to you at the time was Dubov, just to be sorry? precise. <laughs> the someone that might the point to you at the time was Dubov, right? I don't think so. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I, I, know, I know who it is, actually, and I agree with him. But um, mm -hmm. you, you can uh, argue that. I'm just saying there is, I mean, it's clear that um, Kayakin and uh, Filatov belong to the hardliners in the Russian Chess Federation, and they've always been hanging out together. Well, also that, uh, well, Gureyev is in the, I mean, Chess Federation leadership. I mean, he's uh, heavily sanctioned by basically, I mean, I think maybe Japan is not sanctioning him, but US, UK, EU, uh, you name it, has him on the, on, the, on the sanctions list. He was the one sitting on the... So your recommendation is that the Russian Chess Federation shouldn't bring any sanctioned people because they are supporting... Putin. No, I think that, uh, well, FIDE has a decision that uh, we cannot have um. sanctioned uh, people in, in, the, in leaderships of federations. I mean, well... If we choose to have Russian chess players uh, playing, and that's the situation at the moment, should they actually be allowed to bring in a, a bunch of sanctioned money? N not in my opinion. I think you are missing the point, Peter. I'm really sorry uh, about unlikely. that. Unlikely. Actually, for me, the only interesting thing in that is that there is more, uh, let's say, uh, fights in pro-Putin guys than I would think. Well, Actually, it's a surprise for me that I thought that Putin guys were just all together and, you know, there were no debate, no fights. But actually, they are just, <laughs> they are just normal people. So there is some fights at some point. They disagree on, on stuff. And they, and they are fighting each other in probably a very dirty way in this uh, election. It's a huge fight. I can imagine. Yeah, so uh, that, I didn't think that... Uh, Anyone would dare to do it, and, and I was wrong mm -hmm. uh, because uh, well, they seem to take it very seriously. That sounds great, no? Let, let's get popcorn. Yeah, yeah. Also, now guys yeah, like uh, like Nepomnishi and Grishuk, they they seem very annoyed by. I think it's yeah. I don't know if you can call it a good thing, but maybe not a terrible that yeah, thing that there's some infighting there. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good thing. They are heavily on on team uh, mm -hmm. Filatov. You saw well first my. My good friend from last episode, Kobalia, was making statements that got into some of the Russian magazines, and then uh, Grishuk gave a, a long interview afterwards, uh, sort of dismantling it, Kayakin. So um, it's, it's probably yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'm not sure that being against Kayakin means being yeah, heavily on exactly. the other team. No, yeah, is it just you could argue that. Mm -hmm. They're just, yeah, I think that's the case, actually. Uh, Gejuk was never a big fan, I think, of Filatov. Like, I'm I'm very much against Kayakin, and I'm yeah. not uh, on team. Yeah, I, yeah I, actually, I would, I, I would rather see Filatov stay, uh, stay as a president. I mean, I don't care, but if I would have to vote, probably I would vote Filatov just as uh, anti uh, kayakin, if I would have to choose. But yeah, th th that would be not not a pleasure, but I would probably do it. I would run myself in lack of other options, but sure. 
So uh, yeah, your your three votes would really swing. <laughs> that would swing that, that would work. No, but why 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 three? But it, no, it's. Uh, I mean, I would really expect that Filatov is going to win. Also, I mean, as mentioned on the previous episode, I mean, Filatov is uh, is a is a billionaire. Uh, great friend of uh, France uh, and has a wine, wine castle in saint Emilion. And, uh, well, I would be extremely surprised if he doesn't win it. But uh, there seems to be... You think he My is? feeling is that there is something that... Uh, well, some information we don't... Well, it sounds strange to me. Kayakin will just run and lose heavily, but that's really my expectation. And uh, well, we'll see. But uh, a lot of coverage in Russian media. The Russian Chess Federation is putting out a lot of info as well at the moment. So they seem to... To care tremendously, and it almost seems too much for just to be a complete charade, is my impression. That's my expert, uninformed opinion. <laughs> All right. Well, we, you will get uh, a lot more information on next. Oh, you'll get the results. Chicken Chess Club podcast. Well, yeah, we of course. While mm. we will, we will get your expert and uh, expert opinion on something else, Jan. Right. My expert opinion on something else. Come on, your segues have been have been better, but your balls <laughs> have never been better. I've been informed yeah. because the Chicken Chess Club is, of course, still brought to you by Manscaped. And I, I don't know about you. I just had a lovely, lovely shower. Got everything freshened up down there with the lawnmower 4.0. Because Manscaped, they were kind enough to give us everything, the performance package for .0. I got the lawnmower, which is for grooming your, whatever you want to groom with it, frankly, but your pubic hair and your balls, the weed whacker for ear and nose hair, the crop preserver ball deodorant, which I just applied. I'm not using the toner. Don't be mad at me, Manscaped. I'm not using the toner just yet. But I brought I brought the travel back here with me to Sieges, and it's really really good products that I enjoy. Laurent, how's your how's your grooming career going? Yeah, I'm using it as well, and it's uh, it's been great. Yeah, because uh, I was, as I said, um, had a very bad experience a few years ago uh, without Manscaped, and now uh, with Manscaped, of course, I'm much. Happier and much, uh, uh, yeah. No, it feels uh, it feels good actually. It's a, it's a nice it's a nice thing. Uh, it's a nice uh, product, I would say. I couldn't agree more. I did not bring it with me to Thailand. I played terribly there. Then I started using Manscaped, <laughs> crushing in Bundesliga. I feel like a big weight has been lifted off my shoulders. <laughs> not literally off my shoulders. But yeah, I can I can really recommend it. Try it out. Um, so you played much better, yeah? It's what you meant. Much, much better. I feel feel much better, play much better. It's the only way to, to boost your chess <laughs> at this point. We're always trying to make this funny, but it's also good stuff. And of yeah. course, if you want to support this little podcast, do yourself a favor and get 20% off and free ship with the code chickens at Manscaped. That's manscaped with a D.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the coach, <laughs> the coach chickens. Unlock your confidence, your performance rating, and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. Do it now and then let us know how it worked. 
I'm, I'm really looking forward to to Peter. Uh, Peter is still very tasting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. <clears throat> I was the one supposed to be in uh, responsible for the weed whacker to make uh, immaculate cuttings of your no nose and uh, well, it's um, I mean no pain and precision and perfect. So that I really uh, you know me, I like cutting edge technology. Cutting edge technology. So I'm also very impressed. Boom! There you go, coat chickens. What else has been happening in the chess world? I met Hans Niemann yesterday. That was exciting. I shook his hand. Are you supposed to shake his hand? I think so. No? I actually didn't um, in, in the world teams. I was not very offered, but I know him. I mean, okay. Yeah. I've never it. seen him before. I just saw him in the lobby with our boy Jorn and I shook everybody's hand. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm not, uh, not a fan. Uh, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I really think... Uh, uh, okay, uh, we won't get... We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be sued for 100 million dollars now. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, like, it's, it, I, I'm not going to say anything, as I say in the US, but Vesas, Vesas. Uh, so, <laughs> so, no, I don't want to be in touch with uh, the guy, personally <coughs> speaking. So, it's purely no, personal. No, but Jan is raising, I'm, I'm not sure I have brought it up in the feeder section, but I think. Uh, but it's more of a, no matter what you think about him. No, sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, but this is, are you supposed to shake somebody's hand no matter what? I mean, uh, well, I think Dvorkovic yeah. came and gave, gave hand to Baris Politz, who refused. But, uh, well, uh, wow. I'm shaking Dvorkovic's hand, despite that I'm writing the things about him that I do. No, I don't know what is uh, what is the correct attitude here. And uh, well, No, but actually, it's very difficult to, I think, uh, I never did it. Like, uh, if someone gives you the hand, mm -hmm. I mean, you have to, to shake it. I mean, uh, it's also a common decency reflex. No, I'm not sure yeah. if it's a chicken thing, but it's it's so normal to me. I mean, you're, you're standing there, I'm saying yeah. hi to Jordan. Hans is staying there, I'm saying hi, I'm Jan. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a statement well, about... I, I had it years back with Danilov. I mean, it was clear that... Uh, well, Danilo blocked me on Twitter. I was very critical of him running for the ECU presidency and so on and so forth. So when I would meet Danilo, we would completely ignore each other. But I, I noticed this pattern that if I would meet him and Henrik Carlsen would always be there, he would greet Henrik and then he would also shake my hands because it seems uh, strange not to. So, I mean, basically it was like if Henrik is there, we're shaking hands. If Henrik is not there, we're just completely ignoring each other. So there is some... But with Henrik, it's probably a hug and uh, kisses on the cheeks. No, <laughs> yeah, like, I... <laughs> Silvio, what have you been up to? Yeah, I'm not going to comment on, on that one. That I think it's not exactly accurate, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, no, it's a, it's a weird thing. In, in, in that way but uh, I mean yeah I don't know but also we had it in the chess world you remember short uh, Chiparina incident right I mean you yeah. are simply legally obliged to shake somebody's hand in, in, in chess or any kind of uh, appropriate <laughs> cultural gesture I don't think that applies to hotel lobbies maybe actually not uh, not doing since uh, COVID I think probably the change everything but yeah I understand and maybe you can put your hand on your heart or whatever is uh, is accepted in, in, in the culture you become from but uh, I mean any, well in uh, yeah that was very weird and I think Chip enough later admitted that it was a mistake yeah yeah I mean, not not to do that but yeah everyone is doing making mistakes so. i mean in shoki we would uh, typically whisper a japanese greeting that I, I haven't learned by heart and then you will bow for your opponent i mean there's there's yeah. different ways of doing it but uh, so mm -hmm. so niman is uh in sigas it's a, it's a quite a strong event you will be commenting all the way with mr paul Botta. yeah peter's here mr dodgy is here all the movers and shakers have summoned 
in sieges. To just to to stay on the, the the lawsuit. I mean, wasn't part of the lawsuit a conspiracy by uh, one of the companies that's organizing sieges? Or am I wrong? No, um, no I got, I'm wrong. Maybe okay, fair enough. I don't think so. Fair enough. I don't remember. I thought Jezebel was a big sponsor of this thing, but no. Jezebel is a big sponsor of this thing. Mm -hmm. And Neyman is still playing it? So. Yeah, yeah, but I thought that he was saying that, well, the, the, the conspiracy is their block. Okay, don't, please, uh, I have no clue. Uh, leave me out of this. Go on. Wow, everybody's so terrified of uh, of being so No, I'm not at all. I, mean, like, oh. I don't have <laughs> You don't have 100 million, million well, well. Yeah, it's really a pity, but uh, I would... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I would give them to, to Hans yeah. with good pressure. No, but it seems like Hans has no issue suing the company for 400 million and then playing in the chessable Sunway Sieges Masters. It seems like it's two separate issues for for him. Like I'm not sure if he wins prize money, if it gets deducted from his 100 million <laughs> or how it works. <laughs> <laughs> We'll yeah, it's out. true that it's a bit uh, weird, but he just want to to play chess. It almost feels that it doesn't come from actually probably doesn't come from him completely. Yeah, this uh, this lawsuit. I mean that he just want to keep on playing chess, and probably some people advise him to to do that. Yeah, but fair enough. Sometimes you have to. It's also what he does, no? You, yeah, no. I'm saying sometimes you have to separate the issues. Now, well, unfortunately, he's deceased. But there was a Danish chess guy I quite liked a lot. But I mean, I also turned him into the police for hacking my email account at some point. I mean, well, I think it's possible to separate things. We were good friends after that. Wow, uh, how many hacking police incidents have you had in your life? I mean, well, this one it was basically my teammate in, in Denmark. Now, sadly, also deceased, who told me that. Well, I mean, this guy has obviously hacked uh, your email. You have to turn it into the police. So I did that. So that's. It's it's cool. I didn't have a chicken of the week. You, you will be my chicken for this week, as we still didn't have this hack. Uh, all, all, all the truth about the, the hack story episode. So you, you will be my chicken of the we, week. We can we can. So that, uh, that's cool. Um, I I mean, you think I'm holding back? Okay. I mean, yeah, you are. Okay. Uh, so Niman is playing in uh, World Rapid and Blitz as well. Where what champion Magnus Carlsen will also play. So that could be. Design? Not going to the game? Could be. I would guess he's consistent, though. No? Like, he's, he's not going to show up, no? Well, if I, it's the last round playing for titles, that would be quite a, quite a shock. But probably, I think he's not going to play. Huh? Well, then, credit, credit to Hans if it's the last round against Magnus playing for title. But yeah, I think Magnus is consistent. I, I have absolutely no idea. You can also make the argument for that in official events. You cannot avoid it, so you do it. But any event where you are not forced to... Um, you 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 don't do it. I have no idea. It's I haven't discussed it. I mean, well, I don't even know that he's played uh, no, online. but Laurent and I have talked fifty times more with Magnus over the last two months than you. So yeah, yeah. We don't know either. But, <laughs> no, no. Seems that. Um, what else is happening in the chess world? The women's <laughs> candidates. What's what's going on there, Peter? Well, it's finished and. Uh, in a quite surprising manner, I would say that I saw Alexandra Goroshkina as the, as the big favorite. She was also the big rating favorite, and she, well, uh, she lost uh, the world championship match only in a tiebreak to the reigning champion Juven Jun. So, for me, I thought the absolutely most likely thing was that uh, she would be the new challenger. But for that, she first had to be. Uh, uh, two Chinese players, and she actually fell on the first hurdle. She lost. Uh, Two and a half, one and a half to Tan Shonggi. 
and uh, well, the match was like three decently uneventful draws, and then uh, in game number four, you saw some Cambridge Springs. Um, Tan was getting the two two bishops. Uh, I think actually maybe she wasn't. Uh, no, she was getting some kind of center in a decently known line. Then uh, Tan played some kind of side move, and uh, Goroshkina had to play rather exact. But she sort of failed uh, right away, being surprised in the opening. And uh, my hunch was that she seemed very nervous, actually. Uh, probably a lot was at stake for her. And from that point, well, Tan was uh, sort of, um, you know, playing the game rather well. Of course, in the conversion phase, once or twice, she could have been maybe doing it more efficiently. But basically, I think she never let the game out of the winning zone and con converted it rather well. Although there was one specific moment where I think Goraj could have, could have made a draw around move 32 or 33. And well, it's one of these critical moments where you see the computer has some kind of strong defensive move, but it's very, very difficult for a human being to see. And you can see that she spent quite some time, she played something else and, and lost. So now the strange situation is that uh, yeah. two Chinese players will play the candidates final to face another Chinese players. I mean, it brings back memories of uh, Soviet chess at its absolute pe yeah. peak, basically, right? And Jan is smirking it's here. It's amazing, but, actually. Uh, yeah. No, congrats to, to Tan. I'm, I have no clue, of course, but it looks like the Chinese players who haven't been able to travel or play very much over the last two and a half years with the heavy restrictions. Like, a lot of work has been done there. They crushed the uh, World Team Championship against uh, <clears throat> France and other top teams. And now Tan Chongji and Lei Tingzhe, they have looked in excellent shape. Ding, okay, had a rough start to the candidates, but also played excellently there. I don't know, but it seems like... The players have been working a lot in Chinese chess, even with the federation's backing. Sounds a bit unclear. The the woman uh, the woman part is very well known for for many years. As in the Olympiads, it's generally a close race between uh, Russia and, and China in the the Olympiad. I mean, in the last uh, let's say before uh, in 2018 and before. Uh, so China has always been on the top uh, with a. In the women's section, but uh, yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit surprising. They were afraid of, they were trying to avoid this uh, Russian-Ukrainian uh, matchup, and then we end up with um, uh, Chinese, three, three Chinese at the end. So yeah, congrats uh, to them. I'm very happy to talk about politics, obviously, but just a, a chess note. I mean, uh, <laughs> while I thought it was quite surprising that uh, both Lee and uh, Tan won their uh, separate uh, parts of the candidates' tournaments, it was fully deserved. I, I agree with Jan. I mean, they played very well. Also, when I say that it was a surprise, uh, Tan beat Koryoshkina. From a chess perspective, it particularly wasn't. She was just playing uh, great uh, chess uh, all, all the way, not getting into any kind of troubles, uh, drawing the, the black games quite quite uh, efficiently, and then putting pressure with, with White, especially in, in the last game, successfully. I mean, it's very impressive. I mean, Koryoshkina... I thought stood out as, uh, well, apart from if we discount uh, Hu Yifan, stood out as the second best player uh, together with Yu Wen Yun. We have even seen her compete in the Russian Open Championship quite successfully and such. I thought that she was on a higher level than everybody else, that she was like a 2-6 player, whatever, 2-5 something. But uh, it didn't seem to be the case in this match, and it was quite impressive. But we can go back to chess politics if you want, Laura. Yeah. No, it also mm -hmm. seems in general like a lot of Chinese players, and I think that includes... 
ton and latent j are probably just underrated like clearly you could see in this in this world team championship i'm pretty sure lee d is stronger than his rating and it, i think it just applies to a lot of them who clearly have been doing work and not playing that much so yeah it's going to be interesting to see yeah also also i mean tang jongi and uh, actually at least tang jongi and yuven jun have been around for for quite some years, I played against them in, in Gibraltar, and they were they were good. I mean, actually, I agree with with Peter that Juventus seemed, uh, I mean, world number two uh, with Goyashkina. Let's say, uh, I mean, Wifan is the best, of course, but then she seemed to be to 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 be the best. But uh, yeah, no, no surprise. I mean, to to see them, uh, that that's strong. Do we know if Juven June is part of that circle? Does she does she live somewhere else? I don't know that much she, 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 she also play hasn't for. played that much but her rating dropped a bit recently no I, I used to think of her as a 2600 player but I think she's down quite a bit from that my insights to Chinese chess is uh, rather limited I have to admit I, I don't. Uh, you don't have sources in Chinese chess uh, like in Russian chess no not, not that is completely uncomparable of course I have tried to squeeze some of the Chinese players I've spoken to but um, it seems rather centralized but that's more or less all, all I know so no I'm sorry there I can't um, I, 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 maybe I should start working on it but uh, no I, I haven't really uh, Juven Jun is only only uh, uh, I mean like only 25-55 which yeah, I against her she was, she was 26-10 but Jan, Jan makes so, yeah. a point about the sort of uh, if you actually can trust the Chinese uh, ratings. I mean, in general, I think the ELO system yeah. is incredibly good, but one of these experiments that never happens, hopefully, is sort of sending me to the Chinese league and play. I yeah. think I would lose an absurd amount of rating there. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but... Uh, yeah, of course. Of I course. mean... We agree. Yeah, we yeah. agree. But I mean, also, yeah. <laughs> I mean, put a, a rusty yarn straight from Thailand to Chinese league. I'm sorry, but... Uh, it, oh, after Thailand, after Thailand, I'm always in shape. Yeah. I'm going to crush uh, that Chinese league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, some guys go there and do well. No, like uh, Rapport, yeah, he loves it. Of course, he's a special, special talent. It's not like everybody loses all their rating. I think the discrepancy is just higher. If you don't know someone who's been working but not been very active, you might get a 2200 yeah, bear. Yeah. It's incredibly good. While, yeah, I don't think Ding is underrated <laughs> or Yu Yang Yi. No, no. It's just that they had these <laughs> uh, these two and a half years without playing. So some of the second maybe it's, guard, uh, if they put in the work, they can just... Maybe it's a bit like European Opens. If you face uh, Indian kids with 2100, that might also en end up badly, right? I mean, there is there seems to be some pockets that needs a bit of correction, is my impression. In Indonesian kids were, were mean to me in Thailand. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, again, I mean, this is... Uh, no, I noticed one, one thing that uh, they Danish junior players lose a lot of rating when they play international tournaments and Danish senior players win a lot. And my theory is that it's because our ratings are correct while their opponents are not. So junior players are typically underrated in other countries and senior players are overrated because, well, they're not playing enough. So, I mean, well, if you get my point. Anyway, I was uh, distracted. Makes some yeah, sense. I, I think so. But in general, also from the Olympiad, maybe Europe is just underrated. It's just overrated. But, like maybe the rest of the world. Yeah. It's not underrated. It's just us. <laughs> yeah, or maybe <laughs> slowly be brought down. The players they sent are the underrated ones, right? So I mean, uh, you know. Oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> but I don't think it's all. No, no, it's all no, centralized. I, I, I think people just go to yeah, open yeah, tournaments. Yeah. I, no, no. I think someone was mentioning this in Thailand Open that uh, no, that well, you could face some very strong players you have never heard about before, right? And uh, that didn't have. I mean, I think in the early stages, some unknown Chinese player won or was second or whatever, but a pretty low rating. But uh, you're you're the expert. 
Yeah, I don't think any of the things you said are true but, other than you can, of course, face some very strong mm-hmm. players you've never heard about. Okay. But I think that's an average. Well, that's my, my network was saying that. But anyway, okay. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, I, of course, also need to make the chess political point that how are they going to organize first a Chinese candidate match and then a Chinese world championship final? I mean, it's not going to be that easy. Okay, uh, Jan actually left. Well, you need to find spon- yeah. sponsorship for it. And you need to... Well, also, it's that. a major part of FIDE's income these days that they are getting money from world championship matches and such. And um, Yeah, I understand. But first of all, I think the, the prize fund is not... That big, I mean, in a way. It's, they really oh. have, uh, if you go back to statements by many of them, it's supposed to be risen in in in, uh, in female chess. And they, I think they have basically made certain promises. Um, I'm just, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm, I'm a bit curious. Maybe it's easy to find uh, sponsors in China. I have absolutely no idea, but... I mean, I would, I would, I would hate think so. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it could be. It also depends if uh, the Chinese Federation is motivated to to find uh, money for that. I have. Uh, Why they wouldn't be motivated? Because they have already the title and they will yeah, keep it. Because it's uh, <laughs> money for 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 the players, and uh, I mean, well, they're gonna get the match anyway. Why pay more for it? In, in a way, it's somehow. Um, I, I don't know how these things works in, in system like like that. The same with. How would you do it? As a FIDE, well, I'm saying that they. It's won. not that 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 easy. If it was, let's say, a, a Russian Chinese match, it would be considerably easier to find a, a sponsor. Now with two Chinese players, it's. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know if chess is that popular, but of course the the sums are, from in a more global perspective, rather small. If uh, there's a decision that they always found some money to organize tournaments yeah, yeah. and so on. So mm, I mean, uh, the Chinese league, as you said, mind games. You it see, was very strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were inviting a lot of mm-hmm. uh, foreigners. I was invited there. I mean, I, I never dare to to no, to no. go there because this urban legend of losing. I think I, it was when I was 27, and so I was really scared. And also, you know, you don't want to arrive like. Yeah, yeah. I would arrive one or two days before, and then I would be jet lagged. It also doesn't help uh, your chess, uh, so that's not uh, that's yeah. not either. I think it's also one of the reasons why many many guys from I mean, you, from you, Europe you, lost a lot you, of fighting. You won the best event ever in China. Of you, of yeah, you. but everyone was jet lagged. Not I mean. the Chinese players. I mean, there were two 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 Chinese players in the mm-hmm. in the field. Okay. So it was what tournament fun. are we talking <laughs> yeah. about? Is it Mind, Mind Games 2012, which will have its 10-year anniversary in two days, is it? It will be starting in two, two days. Ah, it's 14th yeah. of December. Yeah? I was waking up, I, I, can, I can tell you I was waking up at uh, during the, the tournament I won, 4, 5 a.m. And I was really, uh, really hoping that the breakfast would, would open as, uh, as soon as possible. I was really... Uh, I was first I, at I, breakfast I, this morning. It opened at seven. Wow. I was there wow. first. So my sleeping is messed up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's that's weird. Um so that was weird in terms of jet lag, but probably I don't know, maybe it helped me. So who knows? So we will never find out. Is this it? Yeah, about candidates. I think so. Yeah. Uh so what's uh What's uh, no no? We are not going to to talk about um, correspondence game. Now Peter doesn't get another feeder feeder segment. He, he's gotten gotten enough really? already today. No, or Peter is there is there pressing news? Like we can choose, but the problem is Peter updates our Google 
doc more than we do. And then there's all this boring stuff in it, like ICCF, 960 preliminaries. We, we have to put our own topics in, Laurent. Like, uh, Laurent, what topics are close to your heart at this moment? France uh, in soccer, but I'm so, I don't want to debate with you guys, actually. Because I'm completely sure about the outcome. So while you are not, well, if you're now, so it's a chess podcast. What chess topics? Well, if you're sure, ah, chess topics. I don't. Have. You can earn money <laughs> on it. I mean, I will probably, yeah. Hmm. But it's very small. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, chess topics. No, I will bet uh, if if you make the finals against Ar Argentina, I'll take Argentina against France. But in the semis, I'm not giving you any action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no chess topics. I don't. Uh, no, I don't have such. Uh, no, I'm, really I'm looking forward to this um, World Rapid and Blitz. Also, to the the final part of this uh, uh, chess.com uh, stuff. Uh, this uh, speed ch uh, championship. I think it's both of them are very exciting uh, formats. So yeah, that's. Sitges, of course. Your boy Jules is here. Your boy hey Maxime boy. Lagarde. Like it's gonna be, gonna be a big event. I'm not sure if Maxime is your boy. I'm just assuming. Yeah, he's my boy as well, of course. <laughs> uh, of course while uh, Jules will be in Sitges and in Kazakhstan as well. So yeah, a lot of chess to to watch. Yeah. All right, Peter. You you got lucky since we have nothing to say and no chess interests. We can come to all of yours. How's your ICCF 960 no, no, preliminary score? No, come on, come on. I prefer Fide, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, something happened. You are winning against uh, the guy without computer and you are making doors with the guy. I, I am pretty sure I'm beating a guy who is using some kind of computer or cannot uh, not localize exactly what it is. And then, well, the other game I thought I was better in... I mean, it's strange. I just have a pair of bishops and I should be better, but it's very difficult with computers. I mean, looking at playing... <laughs> it's tough to beat Stockfish 15 with 0 15. No, but it's not Stockfish 15 even, but it's uh, it offends my chess. Well, you understand that in some chess 90, 960 position, you get some kind of advantage there, so you're supposed to, to keep it. But um, no, it's more difficult than I thought. And some of the other games, it's very hard to get anything going. So I'm predicting at the moment five draws and three wins and two of them against, um, well, I think everybody will beat the non-computer guy, obviously. And then I'm curious if anyone, you know, if this guy that I'm not sure how much computer he uses, if uh, if I have sort of made a stupid decision making a draw with black against him will, will hurt me or that uh, I'm the only one beating him with white. We, we will see about that. That's going to be decisive if I'm going to, qualify for the next stage and we can keep this gig, ah. gig going for a long time or it's just going to be, be over rather soon but um, well you can uh, hope for whatever you want Laurent but um, again but it, I, I don't know why, why you why you made a draw as black I mean like you were suspecting him already to not to use a supercomputer no not when it uh, he, he made a lot of uh, Indian moves in this one so you try to well you know you try to play the best, okay, best I move you tr I mean no because if you start suspecting that he's not of course of course an engine, you, can, you can make the, like, the game last I mean and, uh, well the guy who doesn't use an Indian I suspected after move one because I was clearly better with black already then you get a hint I mean if the guy plays the first uh, line for the first eight moves you don't suspect it but then I'm a little bit puzzled what he's actually using. Also, well, I mean, he still has, uh, in one of the games, he has still, I mean, now we passed move 10, so he has 60 days uh, left of thinking time. So he's basically just uh, making a move without within an hour. I had this idea of just uh, trying to blitz him one evening, but I thought also that's a bit against the spirit uh, of the event. But, um, yeah. I'm so incredibly bored by this. I don't want to be mean to Peter's, Peter's hobbies. 
And we, we wish you we wish you luck. Thanks a lot. But <laughs> okay, let's you switch to the feeder to the feeder segment then. You actually want to go to the feeder segment? <laughs> I, I I don't wish him any luck. Then no, luck has nothing to do with that. I don't have very much to say. Well, I could use all the the, the classical hits. I mean, the, no, no, please no, no, don't. No, no. We want something new. The, we know about war criminals, Shoigo and Peskov. Okay, <laughs> Gureyev, Shukov. Uh, no, how many can you name? Um, anyway, no. I mean, well, let's take to a German guy, Thomas Bach, the head of IOC. He was uh, not in an IOC meeting, but in a parallel organization this weekend, and he's talking um, about that. Maybe Russian and Belarusian athletes should be allowed to compete again. But Pico- oh, hang on, that's IOC, whom you've been quoting excessively. Yeah. Or people aren't following the IOC recommendation uh-huh. to Ooh. not have Russian athletes, right? Well, yeah, I had my doubts about the, IOC. So do I. I have. Uh, I have never praised the IOC. I'm just uh, referring to what they actually just uh, using them for your argument. Yeah, that's the family we are part of. Uh, I mean, but I mean, well, I said this is not the. I, Fide is also the family. We're I, part I know, of. and I'm trying to change the. I mean, I have actually said we should change the, the policy in our family. I think I'm trying to do my. I cannot scream any louder. I can try, but I think you will not like it. No, anyway, you are disturbing me. This is not the IOC, but. <laughs> that is the idea. But some kind of sister organization, but also, well, they are basically saying that for the Paris Olympics at the moment. So the president of the IOC didn't speak for the IOC there. Uh, is kind of weird. I cannot explain right. it fully. But the point is, for the, at the current status has been that for the Paris Olympic in 2024, and we're talking about not the chess Olympic, but the real Olympics, that Russian and Belarusian athletes will not be given a chance to qualify because of sanctions. But now they are talking about maybe they should be allowed to compete in uh, in Asia rather than in, in Europe to try and qualify for the Olympiad. And uh, there is an ongoing debate about that. You saw the same in chess, um, that uh, the Russian Chess Federation was thinking, should they actually move to the Rus- to sort of to the Asian uh, chess, fe- uh, chess Federation? And I mean, in case you haven't looked at Filatov's uh, seven-point program for the upcoming elections, moving the Chess Federation to Asia instead of Russia is... Um, is part of it. So um, that has been quite some debate and uh, it's quite noteworthy that um, the, um, I think the French president spoke something positively about it, Macron, but uh, Ukrainian foreign minister Kuleba has broken out very strongly against it. He says that basically it's not sports washing, it's whitewashing of countries if you start allowing its athletes uh, in again. And uh, well, if you absolutely want to, I can read his uh, tweet that he says that since February, Russia has killed 184 Ukrainian athletes. And now Mr. Buck is quoting Emmanuel Macron as allegedly saying sports should not be politicized. And athletes from Ukraine, Russia and Belarus should be treated equally. Using sports to whitewash war crimes is sickening. So now we got the, the, the topic back like this. But that's basically, it's become a discussion among really big players in, in, in the world. And that the IOC is at least is having this test balloon to try and get to the stage of uh, chess with Russian athletes being allowed to play individually and perhaps qualifying via the Asian uh, uh, um, sort of qualifiers. I assume you found it very interesting because there was new new yeah. information. No, here. what uh, main thing I thought was interesting is that you say Macron, not France. 
was saying. In general, you say French team was cheating. Yeah. Uh, at the Olympiad, <laughs> French are saying that. But now, now you name the guy. I was uh, qu- quoting the the, t- the the elected president. I, w- I was quoting yeah. the tweet of uh, Kuleba. Uh, the the, the yeah. sort of that. And uh, no, but before you to do okay. name dropping. I mean, also the French president Macron. He's having this uh, conference tomorrow, uh, even attended by my wife, where there is a donor conference. Wow. And I think, um, well, Macron has been making some very strong pro-Ukrainian um, statements recently, but there seems to be a, a, a struggle if uh, the sports world, how it should uh, react. And uh, Can you ask uh, your wife if I can meet Macron? <laughs> I would really like to, and if he can, give, he, will, he will go to Qatar to watch the match. He promised for the semi-final, and if he can, if she can get me a ticket. Uh, I mean, you can show up at the Lithuanian Lifo- semi-final. Yeah, I'm sorry. This uh, I would be wrong on a lot of levels, um, but I mean, history being any guide, if you want to have uh, football tickets, uh, there is definitely people in Fiji you can ask for that. That would be right yeah. for helping your friend. To have a I'm sh- for the game again. I said that I'm sure there is t- people in Fiji you can ask, but I'm not one of them. But uh, anyway, Jan, you want uh, any questions? Yeah, Jan, please. Like this? Well, when does it start, Jan? No, frankly, it's we have this debate every every week, and it's really not a hobby of mine. On the Chicken Chess Club podcast, it's a big, big moral question: if Russian athletes or chess players should be banned for the action of their Dictators, it's, and if we I can agree. call everything sports washing or whites washing or not, and yeah, we ha- we're having the topic every week. I'm indecided on it. I'm not smart enough to give an opinion there. I know where you stand. So do the listeners. So yeah, there's not much I can say. Okay, what do you think about Fidesz financial situation at the moment? Where is the money coming from? I mean, we don't know. We don't know about Fidesz financial situation. <laughs> I mean, we have no clue. <laughs> we don't know. We don't think about it for a second outside of this podcast. Okay. Well, I, we can um, guess that Sutovsky is cashing in. Uh, that's for sure. Bonus, uh, big bonus. That that much uh, I think is is settled. And I think, uh, well, you talk about his salary, his bonus, and his uh, extra money for being head of a committee. But so, how much is he making per month? Let's let's start, let's give numbers. Is it public or not? It's not public. No, it's not public. No, do you have some inside information? No, I only have some educated guesses, yeah. but. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I guess he's good. he's making he's making a good living. He's making more than you. Let's put it like that. Um, but um, are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. That I will bet on. I mean, but uh, I know it's not uh, transparent as uh, as promised by the administration before it got elected. But uh, yeah. Uh, no, but my point is that well. Where is FIDE having its income at the moment? I understand from matches and such, but we lost a lot of sponsorships in February because they said they canceled a lot of sponsor deals. But nothing new has been announced. Where is money coming from? You, you tell me. Oof, oof. I don't, we don't tell you. Emil <laughs> will tell you on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Asking, ask Emil, please. Yeah, I, I did. He didn't always reply. And uh, yeah. Are, are we, I mean, is uh, Emil invited on this podcast or not? I, I, Always. I have said I would debate him anywhere, so I assume it's include this podcast. Yeah, but, but you, you. I have noticed that, that when you two. But you should ask our opinions. When you two appear without me and someone else, it seems to be rather successful. So maybe you know you could interview him. Yeah. But. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, but okay. uh, we we're not that much into these topics. I, like, I can be in hmm. your earpiece. Is this trick they use? That some some guy. Look, yeah, I would love nothing more than being <laughs> your your puppet for. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> voicing your freedom. We were, we were already tricked into that when you, when we started this podcast and you surprised us by running for... I surprised myself. For Fide. Yeah, okay. I was. But uh, mm-hmm. maybe. maybe, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, who knows? Well, I'm. I have. Uh, I mean, Jan doesn't seem to uh, yeah, encourage further uh, talk about feeder, and I have used my. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, I'm just grumpy. I didn't. I, say I have much. used my prepared the point, so we can uh, we can move on. All right, chicken of the week. <laughs> I understand it's uh, becoming comical, but uh, I noticed that some prominent players were not going to the Rapid and Blitz Championship. So mm-hmm. I think it would be no, but would be typical to nominate one of some of those. I nominate Giri because ah. he will play in Vikanze and I'm sure he'll make some draws. <laughs> if he plays somewhere, I don't like it. No, actually, after, after the match, after the match we saw. And I will, will not nominate Ali Reza because I want to praise him for <laughs> focusing on becoming world champion and not playing world No, no, I mean, after the match we saw, we should give him some. Yeah, I mean, he gave us some, some fun. I mean, of course. Sorry. But for the world picture, of course, we can always nominate Giri, but that precise week. Uh, it, it it was nice to 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 watch his games actually. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so you Peter. don't have a chicken. Ah, no, Peter. Peter, was, yeah. Peter is my chicken. Oh, yeah, of course. Me? Because he reminded me of this. Yeah, you reminded me of this hack, and you did, still didn't. I mean, you promised some some. I mean, I still don't know. Well, what do you want? To, I mean, I'm transparent. You can ask. No, you are not transparent. I mean, do you know what happened? I can't. Uh, no, I don't know. I cannot know it fully. I only know the details I have a clarification over. I mean, um, you know, well, last time I heard was that Giri has taken it to the police and now I don't have any further information. Okay. I, no, I would like to know. I mean, don't get me wrong. But what should I do? I mean, <laughs> call the cops or what do you expect? I mean, it's a, I don't really see any reasonable action from me. Okay, so Jan, you nominated Gay. Yeah, very much so. And Peter Aliaza. So, but uh, is it final? I mean, I, I would think that uh, Aliaza could be a late uh, comer into the list. Well, the, also I mean, Peter didn't say Aliaza. Ah. He <laughs> no, but well, why not? I mean, it's a reasonable point. He should be playing. Uh, well, I think also Abdul Satarov should be defending his title for for all. Uh, I know. Yeah, I mean, if you're a world champion at something, I feel there's a bit of a moral obligation <laughs> to defend your title. Yeah, um, there. I mean, a couple of times in a row, at least. Uh, yeah. So no, it's, um, it's well. There is some big names again. I mean, Magnus uh, and uh, Nakamura, of course, could become a, a big, big show in, in many ways. But uh, a couple of times is is missing. Yeah, that's a pity. It's uh, it's become an extremely good event. Probably still the the. The, I mean, with Magnus playing, it's the best uh, events in terms of feeder publicity at the moment. Even so, it would be cool, yep. cooler with everybody there, I think. I mean, this is some event that in the recent years has has, has grown in uh, you know popularity, prestige, and, and coverage, and that has been awesome. And I, I wouldn't rule out that this... But where's the money coming from? People are... are uh, well, they are coming from... Uh, well, I don't think they have announced it officially yet, but of course they're coming from companies and individuals sanctioned by the state of Ukraine that I have pointed out to you. But the event is still awesome. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't want to bait you. No, no, no. Uh, we can go on about this forever. This was, no, this was the Chicken Chess Club podcast for this week. Apologies for the audio, for the bad mood and for Laurent's good mood. We'll be back next week with more 
Fábio. Até que eu, vai. Vai. Vai.